Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, implement, or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. Watch those who are in your care and they become alive with a fresh passion as the anointings on their life are revealed, encouraged, and released. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's I-H-I-M-T-V.com. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Welcome to this episode. Today we are talking about Knock Knock, Who's There? A Teacher. We really want to look at the governmental um, ministry or call of a teacher, the governmental teacher today. And we want you to be able to have the ability to recognize a governmental teacher, one who is called of God. Right. Governmental is more than just necessarily the one that's teaching the adult Sunday school or teaching one of the uh, programs in the church, governmental teachers more. And so we're going to open that up and explain that and see how they are a blessing to the body of Christ. Ephesians 4.11, you know the verse, he gave some apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. So these teachers are listed in with apostles, prophets, and pastors, and evangelists. So let's begin to just open that up. Uh, one of the comments I want to make just before we're getting into that list is that a lead teacher of teachers, that's what we're talking about, really, a governmental, a lead teacher of teachers, shouldn't be in the position because they're the oldest, or they were saved the longest, or voted in by the board, and they're going to be that. No, they should have the grace, the calling otherwise. Yeah, because what that's happens upon them. is if you, you're in a position that you don't have the calling for, it doesn't matter if it's pastor or if it's teacher or apostle or prophet or evangelist. If you're in that position, or maybe it's greeter or, or worship leader, it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're there and you don't have the grace, the calling, then it's going to be frustrating. And everybody knows it, but you half the time. Yeah. That's the problem. But you and feel like you're, you're, you know, pushing against this wall that you just can't seem to break down. And um, it can definitely be challenging. So, very challenging. So we want to open that up, open up some identifiers and some traits for a governmental teacher. So let's look versus at a ministerial yeah, teacher. A, a ministerial mm -hmm. teacher was someone who's got the it's gift awesome. of teaching mm -hmm. is a wonderful thing. You know, the Bible says that um, even, you know, pastors or, or deacons or elders, people on a board, they should be should able to teach. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's a different level the, mm -hmm. having the ability to teach or having a ministry to teach versus having the call as teacher. Now, one who has the call as teacher needs to be apt to teach, you know, they have to have the ability yeah. right. and they have to have, you know, a ministry and a flow, but 
let's look at some of the differences. Yeah, let's, let's just begin, right let's start, guys. So first off, it. they instruct in sound doctrine. So I know we've talked about this, even with those who minister, anyone who's going to teach, you want to make sure that you're teaching sound doctrine um, and, and a governmental even more so making sure that you have that, what you're teaching is sound. It's not just, you know, some whim that you have or some ooey revelation that you got from, you know, who knows where that was plate of spaghetti last night. We are all held accountable by God mm -hmm. for our ministry. And you want to go off on some flighty um, teaching that has very little biblical uh, application or background or scriptural reference foundation. to it, foundation, you're treading. It may or may not be true, but the point is, if that's your lead voice and yeah, but that's a pitfall. We're going to look at that later. So what, what, are, what, are, what for governmental, we got to keep clarifying this and making this. So let's, let's what, go one step further. Just what's in their not heart. just teaching yeah. sound doctrine, but governmental teachers actually have the ability to bring doctrinal direction and truth to a body. Of and the larger body of Christ. The, the larger body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just as a, a prophet, I know we're not talking about prophets, but just as a prophet would be able to bring a word of the Lord um, on a widespread realm, so can a governmental Correct. teacher yes. bring doctrine. Now, again, this doctrine has to be sound doctrine. We're not talking about coming up with new and exciting things and, and always having to come up with new stuff. That's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about... But at the same time, we, we believe in power of revelation and amazing, yes. amazing things, but there's a it right, has to line correct up to way. The word of God. And a governmental teacher knows how yes. to do that. I'm not talking about a stuff shirt. I'm not talking about somebody that's, that wants to be all stuffy because they got, uh, you know, whatever behind them, what they think they gives to bring to it. Uh, we're talking, we're right. talking. Well, here's, sound a, here's an example. Here's an example. It doesn't have to be something new that nobody's ever heard of, Correct. but listen to this example. You've got the, the apostles who are planting churches you know, you've got you go. different ones who are around. They're planting churches in areas um, around the, the known world at that time. And after the apostles would go in and plant a church, then they would send in the teachers because the teachers would teach. They would teach about the Holy Spirit, the things that that group, that group now knows Jesus. They gave their hearts to him. They right. started a church there, right. but they may not have knowledge or understanding of the Holy Spirit yet. And so they would send in teachers that would start to teach that. Um, you know, so that was so important to have that follow up and to bring that doctrinal direction for that new group. I want to bring up the next one. Okay. I know it's in your column, but I want to bring it up because Go for it. exhibits a pattern of godly teaching. So a governmental, mature governmental teacher that you can trust, if you look at their past of their life, how many shipwrecks are they leaving behind mm. or how many, how many wins, how many things like you look at their path and you see it's always increasing. God was with them. They were bringing sound things. God was blessing it. They were able to keep, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is a sure sign. Someone coming new that they have a past, but if they don't let you look into it, they want you to trust them. They got this powerful thing that they're going to reveal. I'm wondering right there yeah. what's going on there. You need to be able to see. No, you need to. I need what brothers and sisters can give a good report about you. What, yes. what we need the good report. See, and that's again from the book of Acts where the apostles did that. And Paul was even talking to Timothy about that. He yes. checked him out. And I, so I just thanks wanted, for letting me get in on that. No problem. I just want to touch base here too, because, um, 
there, the person who always, who receives revelation and is always breaking into um, new ground, there, there's the chance that they could be going off in a cultish direction, <laughs> but Hey, we've been called cult before. Um, All the time. Yeah. And it, you know, because when it was new, when when the truth of apostle was being restored to the church, the truth truth of prophet, even when the Holy Spirit was being restored to the church, way back, um, you know, early 1900s, maybe late 1800s, um, when that was happening, those people were considered like off the wall, Correct. wacky by mainstream denominations and and people. Right. I'm not time. preaching so, here about a mainstream. Yeah. So, but those are those are teachers that had to come in too. Well, some were teachers. There were apostles mm-hmm. and prophets too who had to come in and break the ground of truth. So again, Correct. it wasn't something we're new that nobody that. had ever heard of, but it was something that had been lost in the church. So yeah, those are teachers. Yeah, we're for that. Um, some others, teachers, um, teach teachers. I know that probably sounded confusing. Um, they multiply themselves. They have a desire to, um, to raise up other people who can teach truth. They can also make definitive judgments. You had uh, the apostles who some of them had the gift of teaching. And when they were trying to navigate uh, the church after Jesus had left the earth and, and make decisions, they had to make judgments on matters. You've had people in as our world changes and things happen. There are people who need to make definitive judgments according to the word of God and what God is speaking. And teachers, uh, governmental teachers can do that. They can also refute those who contradict in Titus 1.9. It talks about that people, there will be people who will contradict. There will be people who come in with false doctrines, false teachings, and the governmental teachers have the authority given by God to be able to refute that and to expose any deception. That's right. And as we're talking about all these governmentals uh, under our titles, if you go back, knock, knock, who's there? We're talking about the governmental. They all work in collaboration with the other fivefold ministries. Uh, each one shouldn't be out there on their own. They should be working in collaboration. So, uh, but it's more than a gift that we're talking about. It's a mantle. They carry a grace um, to specifically handle matters and to teach uh, body-wide or even in a fellowship or a network and their their teaching is like totally there's an authority there's something with that yeah uh, the primary role of a governmental teacher besides working with the other fivefold ministries is to help the flock in, in on the large picture understand the word of god and become grounded in it that's the overall part of that mm-hmm. obviously to do that and to recognize when it's time to teach mature things so Paul even had to address that. He said, look, been teaching the seven same fundamental things over and over. Let's go from the milk to the meat. And so that was, uh, he, I think Paul was apostolic teacher. Very strong yes, in that. I believe uh, so and that's too. why a lot of the writings are in that. And so recognize, hey, it's time for mature things, guys. We need to take off the milk now and start putting a little bit of meat in it. And governmental teachers can bring that. And the more influence that they have, obviously, it's going to catch on, whether it's in a movement or a, an organization or what have you. And, you know, I like how you're talking about um, having to work alongside the other mm-hmm. fivefold ministries. And we're going to look at that uh, later on once we get through uh, delving into each one individually. But a lot of times you will, just to mention this one point now, you will see governmental teachers working alongside of prophets. Yes. We see that example in scripture a lot. Yeah, yes, we do. And so you definitely see a lot of that um, happening. 
you, you've got governmental teachers who approve things that are essential. You know, they're they're really highlighting what's important. This is the direction we need to go. And again, that's alongside of other fivefold ministries, but being able to determine that. To me, uh, just a side note, you know, a governmental teacher that's proven themselves and know how to work with other fivefold ministries trumps any of the other fivefold ministries that want to try to bring correction because everybody thinks they're a they're a a expert on the word of God in a certain slight or a doctrine. And we all have our own opinions. We all have those things. But just like the early church, when they got together, they had to. And I and believe a lot of them, they, they looked to James, you know, mm -hmm. uh, of the council. Uh, Brother G, they looked to him. He had to he, they made him the lead apostle. A teacher to to finalize this is the way it's going to be they had their conversations they were all going at each other and whatever but at the end of the day so it in certain uh, arenas different fivefold mantles will arise to to the occasion after everybody's had their opinion and and we live in a a, 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 a society of opinions and everybody's got one and we all have opportunity now to express it to the world on all kinds of ways <laughs> right. lots of platforms. and it helps sometimes it it confuses more than it helps in some cases so we we have to be very sensitive and discerned by the spirit of god whose voice we're listening to when when it is veiled in flesh and um, a certain ministry or minister or group stands up to declare a a judgment or a statement on something we have to be very discerning to that and i believe with a with with a governmental teacher comes that aha moment yes this is true mm -hmm. it's not clouded because it's very transparent Governmental teachers really need to first know the word of the Lord. It's so important to, to have an understanding and revelation of the word and also so that we can know his will. So it's, it's a two part thing. There's knowing the word of the Lord and then knowing the will of the Lord. Because without, ah. you know, a lot of times we can get revelation or, or new things or, um, you know, people are pushing for direction to, to go a certain way. And as a governmental teacher, we need to understand first, does this line up with the word of God from what I right. know and understand from what God's word is saying? Because his will is found in his word, right? Right. But then right. there's the will for the moment, the, the timing, the details. And that's important that we understand that as well as a governmental teacher. And as we understand and know that, then confidence rises and we can walk with that confidence and assurity that we're on the right path. As with any ministry, any leadership ministry, any governmental ministry, we have to come to that place of confidence, which comes from maturity, too. Yes. Oh, and, you know, at gaining this level, that good there track has to record that you were sounding about or that you were talking about for sure, because we're we, we have to be the guide to the blind. You know, we can't be the blind leading the blind. And, and if you think that sounds all too proud, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, you know, I'm just muddling my way through here. Take my hands and I'll help you muddle through, too. No, you're going to get me lost. You're going to get me off a cliff. You're going to get me stuck in a ditch. I'm not following you. You know, we can't be that person. And again, it's not rooted in pride. It's rooted in humility and submission to the Holy Spirit. And as a leader, as a in this place, we're talking about governmental teacher. I have to be confident in where I'm going. Correct. I cannot Correct. be blind. I have to remove the blinders. If I'm in a place, and yes, we go through these places of hardship, of crisis, where maybe I'm not seeing clearly right now, then I need to just step back for a moment and stop trying to lead people when I can't see. Right. 
and a mature, mature, uh, godly governmental teacher would understand that there's going to be ungodly opposition to the word. Mm -hmm. uh, you're you're going to step out there and you're going to have uh, religious spirits and uh, religious type people or people that they think they know better or whatever. And they're going to rise up and because that's usually where your opposition comes from on the fivefold level. It's from the religious arena more than it is from the heathens. And, um, you, you, you know, teacher too, a governmental teacher is going to have their scars and going to have their war war wounds just like any other ministry they're able to correct the foolish up to a point but after that you can't do much with that um, they're going to know how to work with a group of teachers to impact society to in to impact a congregation um th this this governmental teacher knows how to rally other teachers to their gift and and the minister especially the ministerial teachers and release them into their specific groups and become effective they, um, we've kind of talked about this, so I don't want to go too much more on this, but it's really important that a governmental teacher discerns and is in communication with the other fivefold leaders for the release of specific teachings um, that need to correspond with the general direction of the church. So they would be the one who's like in our apostolic I don't know, center. Yeah, in charge of per se, what studies are going to be done, what teachings are going to take place in all aspects, because they want to make sure that it's flowing in the direction of bringing picture. growth in the area yeah. that needs to be brought growth in. Right. Yeah. For the big picture, for the big picture. For this is where the, this church is going. It's mission, it's vision. Um, th so there has to be that communication with the ministries and the leadership of the church to be able to lead it that way. But then the, the governmental teacher has to take that and say, okay, I I know where the church is going now what teaching or how can we implement teaching that's going to take the congregation there Ooh, and that's so important mm, very good you got any stories before i do the last point or i i have teaching is like in my blood it's that's why i'm asking it you. is like it resonates with me so much i could go on and on about teaching that is one of uh, my lead horses i'm apostle teacher and I just love teaching. It doesn't matter the material. You give me any material. And if I can teach it, I am like happy because that's who I am. Te being a governmental teacher is not what you do. It's who you are. Correct. And I found that because I have flowed in this call in many different arenas, different de demographics. I've done children's ministry. I've done youth ministry. Um, I love teenagers, but youth ministry is not one of my top <laughs> I don't know why, um, but it's just not the demographic that I'm called to. But they, I, I love young people. Me too. Um, I like slapping them. And I love children. Making and them I smell did my that armpits for a time. and pick on them. And, you know, it's not about graduating from yeah. one to the other because a lot of people do. There's no graduation. I know I talked a little bit about children's ministry and how no, it can be should. looked down on in the last um, episode. Mm -hmm. But I want to touch it again because some people feel like, oh, well, I've been there, done that with children's ministry and I'm done. I've graduated now to teaching adults. It's not a graduation point. Teaching children is just as valid, maybe more so than teaching adults, because you've got young minds that have yet to be formed. Whereas with adults, we got a lot of stuff we got to correct, correct yeah. you know, right. turn around and, right. and fix and, and walls to break through and mud to slug through with adults a lot of times. So it's not a matter of I've graduated like from that. one to the other. It's really just the timing and, and where God has you. Yeah. Because I've seen people who've ministered to children effectively for 40, 50 years and done a phenomenal job with it. That was their demographic. That was who they, they were had the grace. To teach. That was their mantle. They did. And then I've seen some who would just bomb out with children and do terrific with adults. And, you know, so it's, it's really finding your niche. 
God, what is this call that you've put on my life and what does it look like? Because it's so different and unique. I've seen great governmental teachers who never minister to a group who are one-on-one or who never minister live to people at all. It comes through books and writing. In fact, I've heard of some great ones and I won't mention names, but they are their books. I just delve into it and, and eat it up. But from what I understand in person, they're quite boring to listen to, but that's because of their call. Their grace of governmental teacher is in the written form. So don't get discouraged. If, if you, you've tried you say, I'm pretty sure I'm teacher, but I haven't found my niche yet. It, keep trying different things. So, so what are you drawn to? Where's the Holy spirit leading you? Cause I have found such joy in teaching. And even when it's been challenging, but just being able to bring truth in a way. And it's challenged me because what I love is that I used to be about all about the information, but now it's about how can I take this information and break it down like that mama bird, you know, chewing up the worms so the babies can digest it. How can I break this down? Not because the people are ignorant or unlearned, but because I don't want them just to know the information. I want them to be able to live the information. So how can I make it a rubber meets the road truth that people can walk out? That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Sticking to it. It brings me to the last (laughs) point, guys. Thank you so much for listening and joining with us uh, on this podcast. So the governmental teacher must wield both edges of their sword. And their sword is made up of these two things. And you alluded to it, Amy, so it was perfect. The first side or the first edge of a sword is discovery. That a governmental teacher has to be willing to move into new truths. Cannot get afford to get stuck in yesterday's manna. That mm. now becomes foundation like and you have to build on it. You have to. So if you're a governmental teacher and you're teachable, listen to what I'm saying. That you have to develop that arena and not be fearful of it. The second edge is discernment. This is the word of God. And you research it and study it and find it to be true or not. So you have to be able to have that discovery discernment because that gives you the fluidity that you're looking for to be able to be able to flow and listen to the Holy Spirit as he directs and teaches you and expands teachings, growing into new things and just bringing it forward into our life. And so teacher today, you're a governmental teacher. God has put you over people, other teachers and other maybe organizations. You have the power of the throne in your mouth and in your hand and that you will love people more than information and that you just begin to speak into them and impart into them and bring the church to a place maturity. I thank you, teacher, for raising up and grabbing a hold of your call. Thank you for joining us in this episode. May you be blessed. Just please subscribe and share this so that others can understand the powerful effects of a governmental teacher.